Hey podcast listeners, all right, today I am going to bring you an incredibly delightful episode to listen to. So if you want to grab a cuppa, maybe head out for a walk in the sunshine if it's sunny where you are, and just jump into this episode and get to meet my gorgeous friend Shivani. So Shivani and I met back in Third Space, Canary Wharf, um, probably about 18 months ago now from recording this, and we met over using the hip thrust, would you believe it? We both have incredible bums yes we know that we were battling it out on either side of the bench trying to almost outthrust each other every time she put weight on I put weight on um, and eventually we were rolling about the floor and finally spoke and finally connected and ever since then we've had an unbreakable bond and an unbreakable friendship she was by my side through my prep and I was by her side through her prep and it's just turned into an incredible communicative delightful, positive, beautiful, I can't think of any more words, relationship. And I'm just really excited for you guys to not only meet her, but to see inside her incredible mind. She is a badass corporate woman and she has learned how to discipline herself, to stay focused, to stay on track through all the trials, all the tribulations of life. She manages to find the time to look after herself, to follow her dreams, but also to push her career, to push her focus and to find time for family and friends and there's just some really really beautiful messages in this episode and some incredible ideas that will shift your perspective and shift your understanding of life dare I say so without further ado I'm gonna dive into this episode and I hope you love it as much as we loved recording it for you guys as always screenshot tag share let us know you're listening and if you have any questions about anything we talk about whether it's about the training the food the mindset reach out and let's start a conversation as always you can book a call with me through my link in my bio on instagram and we can really get to flowing on your strategy to get your real goals set have an incredible day so guys listen this is the gorgeous shivani hey babe Hi, <laughs> how are you? Ah, uh, love it, living the dream, enjoying my view. What can I say? Enjoying my second cup of coffee of the day. No judgments. I had one, one cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but what time did you wake up? <laughs> oh, I was up at seven. I was oh, up at you? seven. Yeah, but not like yesterday at seven when I got up and I decided to, for some reason, log into Instagram, which I don't normally do at that time, and watch you do your workout <laughs> I didn't even work out I just looked at it and thought no not today I love Maybe it <laughs> I, I see your comment and you were like yeah I'm really enjoying watching this from my bed and I was like oh exactly. this is the problem people are treating it like television me working out is not television okay folks you gotta be moving Every morning, that I found it that entertaining, right? <laughs> yeah, me dying. It was really hard yesterday. It was, it's, it's so hot. Like, so the guys that are doing the workouts, you see, I almost live in like a greenhouse, which is stunning. And I'm blessed and I'm so grateful. But it just gets so, so warm in the it's morning warm with that when sun. The sun shining in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like dying in my own sweat. And then I'm like, am I just too hot? Or is this workout really hard? <laughs> I just don't know anymore. Oh, babe. Okay, so tell the audience what you do. Who are you? Where are you from? What makes you cool in life? 
So, um, who am I? Who I am a multifaceted human being. Um, so, uh, my name is Shivani. I currently reside in London and have been here for nearly nine years. Wow, um, a long time. And um, originally from the Midlands, moved around a bit. Um, I have spent most of my life in the corporate world. Um, since graduating from university, but I have also worked in everything from construction to outsourcing to finance and lots of different things. Um, so dedicated most of my life to a, I would say, business career. And during that time, um, found a passion for lifting really heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it that because that's how it started um and I still remember the first day I lifted a full 20 kg barbell and put it on my back and it made me feel like I was drunk um, <laughs> and tried to do a squat and I genuinely must have looked drunk as well and that was probably 2012 <laughs> was um but yeah that was probably the first time I ever even attempted anything like that and from that point forward the habit grew and got um more and more obsessive I would say addictive <laughs> obsessive um an inherent part of my life whatever you want to call it <laughs> and now of course you are a I am now a WBFF pro yeah baby <laughs> I don't even know who I am or what I am, but I'm one of those things. Yeah, um, one of those things. <laughs> absolute dream. You've had an incredible competitive career as well as a freaking badass corporate career, let's face it. So for the guys listening, obviously you've said like you I'm just gonna hire you as my hype girl. <laughs> <laughs> my hype girl. <laughs> Babe, I love you. Like I just have so much love for you, you know that. So you're obviously such a badass in the corporate world and I what is it you what what is it you do now like what does a like without it being boring but what does a genuine without being boring that sounds so offensive <laughs> but what does a working day look sound like for you if you were to summarize it wow so uh what are we we're, we're talking on what is apparently day one of um a more stringent lockdown in London um with this coronavirus pandemic um so it is not an ordinary day for me in the role that i'm in um i currently work for a huge accountancy firm and i work in a global role which involves um a lot of countries all over the world and quite often a, a lot of flying and a lot of traveling um over what is known as EMEA in the western world so europe middle east india um and uh, africa um, but we are ground zero, um, so I'm not flying anywhere and haven't been for a little while, which is actually quite nice. I'm really enjoying that. Um, but ordinarily, I would be in any one of those places um, hammering out a whole load of work to help the organization or firm that I work for win some mega contracts. They're usually, the baby ones are 100 mil. So they're pretty, they're pretty juicy and pretty complicated. 
Um, so that's what I do in, in the daytime. Um, but sometimes it rolls into the nighttime and the, and the very early morning time, depending on and time. The weekend time. So um, I probably take that thing of work-life integration, yeah. as I like to call it, um, to quite an extreme level. Um, <laughs> and I think um, for everybody that's now in this sort of lockdown zone, um they're probably experiencing more of what my general life is in terms of things merging together of, yeah. of the difference between working and home and play or hobbies and just even your, your normal things of sleeping eating and getting up because a lot of my role is, is is spread over time zones which means you to be able to do everything you want and love you end up mixing everything up together sometimes yeah. and there's, there's a little bit of no separation. And that's, I think it's that right there in itself is such an interesting thing and interesting in the time that we're in because for me, like obviously, yes, I work third space and yes, I have my days that I'm structured and I'm in there, but let's face it, like people always say to me, well, what are you doing after work? And I'm like, working, like I'll be working and I'll be fitting in some training and I'll be doing some prep, but, but I'll be working or I'll be, catch up with a friend but then I'll be working um, and yeah. it's we're just living such a place now where that kind of work-life integration does seem to be a social norm and socially acceptable but it is also starts to blur the lines between you know what is socially acceptable for the amount of hours of work that you do and then how do you actually find time for your own self and your own mental clarity and find just these little moments of okay I'm switched off from the stress and the pressures of my working environment and I'm doing Absolutely. something for me. I think, I think the thing that, um, I mean, the, the question I get asked a lot has been, how do you, how do you get time to go to the gym? And yeah. everybody sort of looks at, I guess, you know, what do you want to call it? Fitness models or fitness people or, or people that even just keep themselves trim that work in an office. And they'll say, how do you get time to go to the gym? Or, oh, um, you're definitely going to eat that. And those are the sorts of phrases that you quite often get, or you could afford to eat that. And I think, you know, this is probably now quite a pertinent time to pick up on those things, because I think uh, the, the one thing for me is, 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 is we do have 24 hours in a day. And I 100% love my eight to nine hours sleep. If I yeah, you it. do. I do. <laughs> Thanks, but, nine um, hours is all. Okay. I know. I mean, it's, I mean, that's the dream, right? Um, sometimes I only get seven and a half. Oh no, shock horror. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, but around all of that time, I think the thing is, is, is that you have to be flexible. And if, and if you're working in a workplace that doesn't allow you to have that flexibility, then I would leave. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can log on at 8 a.m. Only, only train four days a week. It's still, for most human beings, efficient. But you can still log on and do some work at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. And then you could even go to the gym at nine, between 9 and 10 a.m. and then carry on your working day. You know, I think that there, there is all this time in those, let's say, remaining 16 hours to be able to flex those things how you want to. And, and for me, it's about being as efficient as possible with the time that you've got to yes. enable those things and also the other thing is is so many people get obsessed with this oh but you're you know you're dedicated to going to the gym 
when I love the gym and yeah. it is not a chore for me, but just because I love the gym, it doesn't mean that anybody else who's trying to go on some sort of fitness journey, it doesn't have to be the gym because if you don't really like it, you're probably not going to do it or stick to it. 100%. So I think that's, a, that's another thing that I, I, I'm trying to explain to people that actually for me, this is beyond just um, what was initially a thing to get fit. It became a passion and a desire and something that is easy for me to go to and retreat to it became a place of escape. Um, and then the escape turned into um, me spending time reading about things, learning about things when um, I couldn't afford to have great coaches. Um, you know, at the early stage of, of my career, when I first got to London and I was burning myself out, which is why the gym was a great retreat, um, I couldn't afford to have like the coach that I have now. I mean, that would, that would, would have been like a huge treat for me, yeah. huge expense. So in that time, because I enjoyed it as a hobby, I would read about it and learn about it and, and ask people questions or, you know, as they say, hang around with the people who know what they're doing yeah. as well. You know, when you want to learn any topic, go where the person seems to, you know, know what they're doing. But you'll make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I, I probably, I know for sure when it comes to things, <laughs> my first two years, I was not eating enough food. I mean, <laughs> you know, in, in bro speak, many gains were lost yes. from, not, from not consuming enough calories and from being obsessed with, you know, having, as they call it, condition and looking like six pack lean and all of those things. And, you know, we, we, you know, we don't often know what we're doing and those mistakes are all great. And I think the thing for me, um, speaking from a corporate perspective or from a, a business perspective, it's the same. You know, you, you have to try, you have to push yourself, you have to be uncomfortable and you go through those experiences and sometimes you learn things um, and they, they end up being successes and sometimes they're not. And it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly the same. I think it's that same philosophy across all aspects of life. It really is though and it's so transferable to everything you do and it is just that you need to find passion in what you're doing and you need to enjoy it and yeah. I'm such a huge believer of if you love something you'll find time for it and all these people that you know complain that they, they don't have time or they just can't fit it in it's it's more of a I don't have time for that and it's because that thing doesn't fulfill you and that thing doesn't yeah. offer you passion and that thing is clearly not giving you value in your life for something that you truly desire and truly want that's you know creating some form of emotional response or endorphin or happiness or whatever it may be and I do think so often people look at people like yourself and people like me and they're like yeah you're so disciplined you're so driven you're so this you're so that but let's be completely open and honest about it like until you came up to me in the gym mid hip thrust <laughs> many but gosh about a year ago now feels like in canary well, it was over a year ago now a year and I was a half getting, ago. yeah about yeah, a year and a half ago now <laughs> god how long have i been in london jeez um but until you came up to me that day and like checked out my peach and spoke to me i hadn't even thought about making friends or like connecting with people in that space because i was so focused on work and competing and you know getting my macros and training and prepping and all these types of things and that's a huge thing that 
I didn't have time for was other people and was socializing. So I think when we're talking about this whole debate around, you know, you're disciplined and you've got time and you're so consistent and all these things, like we could all fit it in and you can fit in a lot when you really open up your perspective and open up your eyes, but it's what do you have time for? And then what are you going to sacrifice? And I think, um, you know, because I I do a a lot of mentoring for for people in in different aspects of, of what they're trying to achieve out of their lives and for different goals. And one of the, the biggest lessons I've, I've learned in my years, gosh, I don't want to say how old I am and I'm not going to, but <laughs> one of the biggest lessons I've learned is sometimes you can't do everything. Yeah. And you have to accept that because you can't do everything and do it properly. Yeah. Um, and you, you do need to sometimes pick and choose as to what those things are or what your priority is at that time to be able to achieve it. Um, and it's really good and really healthy to have a few things going, but not every single one can be, you know, if you had five things going on in your life, not, you cannot give every single one 10 out of 10 because no. you will either burn out or you'll do them badly and they'll all get, be getting five out of 10 attention. Um, but, you know, the, the best way to work is, is, to, is to have, you know, maybe two of those that you're throwing yourself at. And the other three are things that are, are, you're working on and learning slowly in, in the background and maybe just getting, let's say, experience in those things. Yes. You know, for me right now, I 100% have said I'm not competing this year. Um, and maybe not even next year. Maybe, the, you know, but with the way things are going, probably not in the first six months of next year. Either. Yeah. Um, and that's because I want to, again, very speak, I want to make some career gains as well. Yeah. And it's, it's really difficult to say, I'm going to do all of them. But what I won't do is let one fall off the wagon, right? It's just that my priorities have changed a little bit. I know what I need to do to keep that going and keep that running along the side. But actually, you know, the attention's going to turn elsewhere. The other thing I promised myself this year is actually to dedicate a bit more time to my friends and family because I've been so focused on um, my own internal goals and yeah. as, as you described, you know, um, cutting myself off from people to make those achievements, um, which was great. But, you know, um, I, I wanted to reconnect a bit more with some of my friends, spend a bit more time with them and be a little bit more relaxed um, and, and fit that in as well as, you know, as, as, one of, as one of my boxes, as I like to call it, that's important. So I think, it, it is okay to take a step back from, from some things. You know, at one point, I wasn't, fitness was just a little thing I did to keep healthy. And that was because I was crazily, you know, working in a different job um, at that time. But I also did an MBA on the side in Silent. my spare time, as you do. Um, Casual, normal. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's when somebody says to me, oh, by the way, I am working in this job, traveling everywhere, and doing an MBA, but I also want to do like be like some fitness junkie at the same time. So you need to choose. Yes. Because that is then pushing yourself too far, or you're going to do all of them them badly. But it's okay to, to let one slip. The one thing I, I will definitely say is that just never ever let your health get in the way in any of those things. Yes. And it's easy to you can make that really simple and it's actually cheaper to eat healthier than it is to order delivery five times it's a week <laughs> so true like and this is where i think people like forget 
And like for real, like you, you say it's expensive to eat healthy, but then you've literally ordered £25 worth of delivery every night this week. Like you could eat full week healthy on like 50, 60 quid. So cut your absolute nonsense. Um, yeah, that is another va- very valid point. Oh my <laughs> days, oh my days. I think everyone though right now is a... Uh, yeah, I wonder how delivery is doing. I wonder if people are still using it as much. I am not ordering any food anytime soon. I mean, look, I've had a lot of, of those sort of emails from delivery and it's fully functioning and sending you everything that you need right now because a lot of places have converted into, um, you know, closed shops that are now delivering. And that's, that's quite dangerous um, in, in some ways. But, you know, people have got time at home. It's It's easy to look at something and just learn how to cook something yeah and you'd be surprised at how well you can do and how quick it is to I don't know chuck a sea bass in a pan and get a crispy skin and have some like that <laughs> you, <in there>. you're <laughs> obsessed sea bass. yeah you're obsessed <laughs> <laughs> had to get a sea bass comment in there god <laughs> wonder how many more times she'll sneak a sneaky 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 sea bass in can't even speak la, 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 la. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister yeah you were my absolute savior on prep for like seasoning oh my days I remember like when you first sent me that um like turkey mince recipe and I was just like there's so much flavor <laughs> I'm of Indian origin and a lot of Indian food in the UK is not great in terms of healthy food um there's I don't, I don't know what happened to it, but it just became this oily gunk yeah. um, with some virgins and chicken in it. And it upsets me. It upsets me greatly. And I think thing is, 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 is spices are your best friend if you need flavour. And just understanding what they are and how they work. Um, I think that, that's another thing that like, I got out of this kind of fitness experience is, like, how do I make my food taste like Indian food, but in a healthy way? Um, and that again was just experimenting and figuring this stuff out along the way <laughs> and the experience is incredible because I'm like wow this tastes amazing and it's not healthy and it's not covered in oily gunk I love though like I think <laughs> I'm pretty healthy like I am down with the kids I know what healthy food looks like I preach about it and then I'll have a conversation with you and you're like oh yeah I just had did it do and I'm like what that's a food <laughs> like where are you whipping all these foods from like are they just like how are they healthy because they sound made up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you know she's had buckwheat noodles with <laughs> yeah with, like with chicken, with chicken broth with a side of kumquats <laughs> yeah I'm like all right hon settle down over there you're clearly spending too much time in Waitrose <laughs> Yeah, it's when you have scallops on prep, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know things are tough. Oh, it's true though. Oh my god, I miss I miss it. But yeah, it really did like open my eyes to I was a like bro bodybuilder. I ate chicken, rice and broccoli four times a day, white fish, sweet potato, broccoli four times a day, like uh, that was it and I wouldn't even add like any seasoning or anything to it every now and again maybe a little bit of lemon or like a little bit of garlic but I was just the blandest driest having zero pleasure in food and um, for such a long time and it just 
every time I now think about going back into prep, it almost was like a trigger in my mind. I was like, I can't go back to these bland foods. Like they're so yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like that in itself was like, why is this so difficult? Why is this food so horrendous? Um, but yeah, learning how to. I think, I think that's clean. just it. Just shows how far the industry itself has come, right? Yeah. In terms of how people um, see food, because really the reality of it is, is that um, you know that kind of behaviour create is is where those relationships with food go wrong. Yeah. And people have bad relationships with food. Um, and and I, I know we're laughing at um, my Ponzi versions of prep meals, but it's as simple as, you know, so what are you having for prep? Well, I'm having salads with a side of, I don't know, Cavallo Nero. And <laughs> <laughs> with my uh, purple sweet potatoes, you know, and you're looking at me like, what, what is, what, excuse me? Have you just like rocked that up out of a two-star Michelin restaurant? Oh yeah, just to add that it's been seasoned with cumin and, They've been toasted with <laughs> with <laughs> with turmeric and whatever else, but that that's exactly how I ate. And then they're like, "You're still eating like you're on prep after prep." I'm like, but this is how I eat. <laughs> yeah, it's my own. I think that's what's so incredible, right? Like, actually, we don't. It's it's not as it used to be where we were eating in that really weird and and very restricted and um, actually not nutrient dense way really yeah right? not nutrient dense at all so bad oh it's so funny though when you think about it i love it it's great chat <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you said you're you're on a day one of your official lockdown um when how are you coping without the gym what's your what's your story there um so i i you know i will honestly admit the anxiety of waiting for lockdown to happen last week uh, did not put me in a in a good place because in terms of routine um you know in london we live in quite small spaces and even though i work very flexibly and i do ordinarily work a lot from home especially in a in a global role it, it suits the role in order to integrate everything i need to having the gym as a space to go to just from a, a mindset point of view and and get that um, different environment was was also quite important. Um, so that has been mentally quite hard. And um, the shift in, in not having some very huge weights to move around, um, that gave me fear. I will, I will honestly say that I, I, that, that really hurt. Um, and I gave, me, gave myself some time on Saturday to deal with it. It felt like somebody had broken up with me. I will honestly say it, it felt that bad. Um, but you know, it it again is a challenge. I refocused. I spent a stupid amount of money on some weights that are probably not even going to come till the middle of next week. That made me feel better. Um, you know, I'm not suggesting that was the right move, but what I'm trying to say is okay, in these moments we do do some crazy things. Um but at the same time, you know, I have a great coach and there is a shout out here to, to Tom Brazier for yeah, boy. Um, and his ability to make you recognize um, that this could be a moment for, for me personally and, and anybody else right now to actually let your ligaments rest. You know, I have been hammering my training out, you know, I, I'm consistent, I do it and I do it properly. And I, I never thought of it that way. 
But um, the other thing that also surprised me with the, the limited equipment that I have got, and I have actually turned my front room to a bit of a workout space. Um, and I have, uh, I have some adjustable dumbbells that can move into a bar and whatever else, and it adds up to I know, something like 21 or 22 kg. A 30, yeah, that's the three zero weight kettlebell and a 16 weight kettlebell and I'm looking again that's just not enough it's not enough and by the way I do yes. have yeah. riding on the way and um and yesterday I played about and I, and I managed to attach the kettlebell to the middle of this mini screw barbell with the other weights and created what was 55 kg yeah gal. which is probably quite heavy for, for, for most people but you know I, and on a normal day, I can get up to 100 kg with a sumo, sumo dead. So for me, I was like, no, it's not going to be enough. And I did my workout in this very strange way. And it had to be perfect form because of things yeah, hanging yeah. out there. And I, this morning, I'm in pain. And I thought, you know what? You, you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> you right? Will get in, you will get enough out of the things that you've got. And I think that is the lesson here, that sometimes we think we need stuff. But you'll be surprised at what you can achieve. Um, in a small space and and, and with yeah. with limited equipment, you know. I think I've been I have been lucky to obviously get the two eight dumbbells and the two sixteen kettlebells, and that's like obviously when Tom first sent me over the program, and there was a lot of like not using weights, and I was like, oh buddy, I'm like I am good, like I can do anything like unilaterally. I'm on, like I'm like I can load up with the thirty two kilos, and yeah, okay, I might be doing twelve to fit. 15 reps and I might be moving like a ridiculous like 3-1-3-1 tempo but it's creating time under tension and it's creating that burn in the muscle and we're getting it no well this is what I did so yesterday I mean I kind of did a bit of his homework out some of my other stuff right thinking that uh, uh, you know I, I need to do what I need to do to get the veins in right and I thought oh I'm not sure if it's enough and just added the extra bits off of his plan all weighted obviously because I thought I was a hero yeah forgetting that Tom never ever doesn't let us not challenge ourselves right yeah yeah so, you know it's a Tom workout without <laughs> weight I'll just add some extra resistance to make this harder for myself um and yeah my legs hurt today <laughs> you're such a special head like I love it one of my one of my clients messaged me earlier on and she obviously was using like a because I was like I don't know if you can get kettlebells and dumbbells and she said oh, I managed to get a 14 kg kettlebell like went for the heavy one because she was like yeah I need to go you know go for the heavy one and obviously I've written these workouts based on people having very very limited and very very lightweight so she was like I'm in so much pain today she's like I wish I'd got the 10 kilo kettlebell and I'm like but there's the like this is the point right because we can adapt any workout to create stimulus and to create the effect and at the end of the day it does all come down to muscle contraction and time under tension and it doesn't matter if you are even just doing body weight like if you do body weight with the right control and the right execution over the next let's just say month to keep it sane and you eat a good amount of protein and you sort out your diet like you're still going to be getting a body recomposition and you're still going to be getting lean muscle development yeah okay it's not bromance gains but you're not gonna lose it all you just need to be clever about it absolutely and i think there's there's probably a lot of people you know that there's a lot of people out there who just want to look great and, and not get fat right now 
and there'll be a lot of bodybuilders um in, the same fear that i had on on saturday yeah. on friday um with with a whole load of worry in, in their minds like, oh my goodness i'm you know all i can do is maintain well actually i think i learned a huge lesson uh, granted it's probably going to be more difficult for the for the guys um because i'm going to probably need a bit more weight than us i say yeah. bit because us girls are tough and yeah. we, we, we can move a lot um and there may be some restrictions on on some exercises but when you look at you know you look at some of the crossfitters you look at the calisthenic guys who have just who are using body weight and have muscle that is a really big reminder for us about really thinking outside the box about what you can do and i think um i think that's what we need to do over the next three weeks and if, if anything with the with the extra plates that are on order whenever they arrive, I even <laughs> thinking, wow, I'm gonna actually need the gym other than like <laughs> for for maybe two or three sessions because I have so much of my own stuff to be able to do what I need to do, and that itself is um is is will be a, a, an experience in in what next and and how we come out of this journey. I absolutely love it. I just love it on so many levels. I, uh, I'm excited to, I think for me, I always need that like endorphin release and I don't always get that with the, the volume and the time under tension. You get the burn, but it's, it's a very, very different mindset around training. Yeah. Um, so obviously I've been doing a little bit more cardio. So I, um, I need to almost like, you know, have that conversation with Tom myself and be like, okay, realistically, like if I'm doing this amount of cardio and where's food got to be at and, so yeah, it's going to be a work in progress and it's time to kind of step up and challenge it a little bit. But I'm excited to see what comes out. I just don't want to lose my glutes. I feel like, yeah. I'm, losing, I feel like I'm losing my glutes already. And I'm like, my quads are so small. How am I going to grow my quads with 32 kilos? <laughs> yeah. What a joke we are. What a joke. <laughs> I know, I know. And I think, again, it takes me back to... Um, I, I, I've now spent a bit more time um as one of the other things i want to do this year looking at the meditation and and more philosophical things um to do with life and the the interesting thing about um about bodybuilding and fitness and fitness models and a lot of it can be seen as very narcissistic and also um you know there's, there's this whole element around sort of training with the ego and trying to hit certain numbers and certain weights and all of those sorts of things but it's it's always nice to take a step back and out of those things where it doesn't become about what your physical look or that output actually is and moving that to okay what is this doing for you in a, in a more mental way and yeah. that's back to some of the other again basic things like the time and attention so attention attention tension where you're actually looking at just a specific muscle taking it right down to that concentrating space and, and using your body and what your body can do and achieve because when you do your glutes are not going anywhere and and naturally the the output will show as, as a result as well how many times are you trying to hit glutes right now then i mean just out I, of curiosity i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I mean, this is this lower is bodies three times a week yeah um but you know out of boredom there's so many glute bands floating around my flat <laughs> just, because <laughs> you're being, just because you're being a little 
bit more sitting it feels like okay I don't want all of this to turn into some sort of pancake <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like convinced like it's it's horrendous that I'm already in a place where I'm like I'm losing my glutes but then obviously I've had that huge kind of break from training and I've just got back in to really get the muscle stimulus and I'm like right this is it like if you know before this all started I was like beginning 2020 is like the beginning of my off season you know what's going to give me 18 strong months to grow my legs um and then I can address you know what show getting that pro status um and it gives me 18 months you know focus on business and all these other things as we were talking about like you can't focus on everything at once so it's like that's good I can just like take the step back lift some heavy stuff and it'll be fine um and it's almost like such a first world problem isn't it it's like well my gains are now put on hold but we've got to work through it we've got to work through it I remember when I met you and um, all the shows and things and the and the I wouldn't I don't want to use the word pressure but the desire for you to get through all of that and I, I think you were one of the people that I said don't, you don't have to do it all now yeah like those things are there they'll be in front of you always you know just take your time and enjoy the process instead of trying to get to the result yeah and, and that's I think it. that's that's the most important thing I can say with all of this is you have to enjoy the journey. It's, it should never be about the result at the end. The result is, is a good thing to focus on in terms of getting there and the end point of, of, of what is a, maybe, you know, a process and maybe that long journey of what is your life. But in, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of things are a, a, a year long journeys, a year and a half journeys and they, and they all come to an end at some point, right? And we all move to something else and they can come and go at very strange points in yeah. our lives as well. And the person I am now is definitely not the person I was, um, you know, nine or 10 years ago. And I, I would never have predicted that fitness would be part of my journey. And, we, and I, would, I, also, I would still say it would always be part of my life, but the attention I give it may change. And yes. I don't, I can't say when, when, and I can't say how, and I don't know what it will become. Um, but something else may take priority or it, and it, or it yeah. may not. And I think as humans, we, we have to be flexible and, and adaptable and changing what we choose to do is just allowing ourselves to grow. You know, yeah. I was a huge um, dancer between, in my, in my sort of early twenties, especially and I spent a lot of my time doing that. I, de- I dedicated years to it. And at that point, I would probably say, oh, this is the only thing I like to do. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else. And it's funny because, you know, it's still in me and I still love it, but it's, it's not something I dedicate my time to now. And, and that's what I mean by we do change and we should allow ourselves to change and we should, um, you know, it's, it's just natural growth and it's, it's character building. Love it love you love it you absolute <laughs> gem oh my goodness i'm trying to think is there anything we haven't spoke about that we should dive into mm. just my love for you really <laughs> i really you as a hype girl honestly <laughs> <laughs> babe hook me up i'm probably now since i'm probably unemployed and i'm not unemployed i am good i am good i'm loving life living the self-employed dream just you know waiting to see what the universe wants to throw at us next because i'm ready for it i'm ready for it that's the biggest lesson right now for everybody is just be ready because anything can change in your way at any point 
um, and to see everything as a, as a gift and a lesson because it will be even if it feels pretty crappy um, the bad stuff and the good things they're all there with just as much importance yeah oh babe you're such a good human isn't she such a good human guys listen you need to go and find her on instagram one million percent so not that you need any more followers but anyway where's your fault <laughs> what's your instagram name babe um, it is shivani v fitness yeah baby and as always we'll tag it in the episode notes so that you guys can go and drill and stock on this absolute badass babe yeah you're not allowed to compare yourself to her now she's a unique human she's gorgeous no comparisonitis <laughs> um i love you so much and thank you so much for coming on the love show you babe. too and lots of love to everybody out there <laughs> stay safe <laughs>